Good morning. Welcome to worship on this fourth Sunday of Advent. Christmas is drawing very near. Uh, just a note about uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, we're planning to do that in the park over by the Nativity set at three o'clock in the afternoon. It will be a fairly short service. Uh, we will have a scripture. We'll light the Advent candles again. Uh, and sing two hymns, uh, Way in a Manger and Silent Night, Holy Night, and close with a prayer. So I suspect it won't be much longer than uh, 20, 20 minutes, something of that nature. So uh, hopefully you'll be able to join us and it will be before nightfall. So uh, three o'clock uh, in the park over by the nativity set. Other uh, announcements for the good of the congregation this morning? We're glad Marsh is back. Um, we enjoyed Karen, but nothing like having the real organist here. So, very good. Okay. Then uh, let us begin uh, this morning with the lighting of the candle of peace. Lord, to hear the story of the Christ child. Do you hear what I hear? Help us, Lord, to hear the true and powerful meaning of Christmas. His strength and consolation, hope of all the earth, thou art. through Jesus' birth. Open our ears, ears that we might hear. Hear. Open, Open our, our hearts, hearts that, that we, we might, might listen. listen. Can you hear the singing angels, the voice of the heavenly hosts? Open, Open our, our ears, ears that we might hear the angel chorus. Born my people to deliver, born a child and yet a king. Will you hear for the cries of those who have not heard this story? 
Lord, help. help us to hear the cries of need. Will you listen for the cries of those who have heard the story and forgotten? Help, help us, Lord, to, to listen, listen with to hearts, hearts and ears, and ears of, love. of love. By thine own eternal spirit rule in our hearts alone. By thine all-sufficient merit raise us to thy glorious throne. It is, at, it is Advent a time of so much noise and distraction. Help us, Lord, to hear your voice. It is Advent, a time of listening. Help us, Lord, Lord to, to listen. listen. Now we light the fourth candle of Advent. Would you join with me in our call to worship this morning, please? The time is near. The long-awaited good news is not far off. The promise of God is soon to be fulfilled. We, the people, look east. The time is near of the coming of the year. The time is near. The long-awaited good news is not far off. The promise of God is soon to be fulfilled. Come, let us make our houses fair as we are able. Trim the hearth and set the table. We, the people, look east. Love, the guest, guest is on the way. Come, Come Lord Jesus, Jesus, once again be our guest. guest. Let, let us, us praise, praise the God, God of our salvation. salvation. Let us join together in the prayer of invocation. The world in silent wonder waits upon you, O Lord. In your promise of a Savior, we have placed our expectations and our hope. We have looked to the powers of this world and have been disappointed. We have come to realize that we cannot save ourselves, and we look now to you. It is by your grace, your mercy, and your love that we have come this far. Now we know for sure that it is by your will that Jesus was born, that he lived and showed us a more perfect way, that he gave himself as the first fruit of salvation. As we gather to celebrate once again the marvel of his birth, Keep us humble, knowing that we are not worthy of such a great love. May that gift of love be at the center of our celebrations this holy season. In Jesus' name, amen. We have some special music this morning.
Very nice, Delilah. You keep working on that piano. It's very beautiful. Thank you. Joys and concerns this morning. We have some that uh, are being shared with us. As you know, the vaccines are being rolled out and uh, distributed around the countryside. Uh, we pray that uh, people will see the wisdom uh, of getting vaccinated. Uh, it certainly will make a big difference for the general public public and the population of our nation and for the world. And so we are grateful for those who have worked so diligently to actually create this vaccine and uh, now those who are distributing and administering it. And I'm hoping that when our turn comes to be vaccinated, we will all be open and, and actually do this, not only for our own well-being, but for those whom we love and those whom we encounter uh, day in and day out. Also, uh, we have requests that we pray for those who are in authority in our leadership in the government. Uh, as we go through a transition time in this nation, it's really important for us to keep uh, everyone in prayer that this may go smoothly and actually benefit us in some ways that uh, we really do need to pay attention to. Um, also, again, we want to remember people who are most likely in harm's way uh, with this uh, virus. Um, I saw, I always, I'm a news idiot, or not, whatever you want to call it, but this morning the news uh, on CNN indicated that this virus is already mutating. And um, so we, we just need to be aware that we are in this for the long haul. And uh, as we can do the best we can, let's all do it together. It really will make a difference uh, to everyone. Uh, other joys and or concerns this morning? Yes. I would like to pray for my friend Steve. He had brain surgery and had two tumors removed. And so he's now recovering and trying to get back to himself. And the name? Steve. Steve? Yes. Okay, a, a friend named Steve who had brain surgery is in recovery now. Okay, very good. Let us be in prayer. <clears throat> Lord, you speak to us if we are willing to listen. 
Sometimes it comes to us as a small, quiet voice, making us aware of something that we had overlooked or missed. And sometimes it is in the loudness of the moment that we see where you are going and where you are leading us. Whatever your voice brings to us, may we truly listen for it, hear it, and respond to it. For we know, Lord, that you always have our good and the good of creation at the very center of all that you do. And so we give you thanks that you do love us with a love that will not let us go and that you continue to care for the creation itself of which we truly are a part. We pray, O oh God, that as we move through this holy season, we will once again be renewed in our trust in you and in your grace and in your love. And may we continue to be thankful for the many ways in which you do touch our lives with healing and hope. We are mindful in this time of the year of people who are suffering, either from want of health care or food, or going through difficult times emotionally and spiritually. May we in some way be those who carry the good news to them, either in word or in deed. For you, O oh God, have called us and equipped us to be the messengers that proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ in this world. We pray for all of those people who are in positions of leadership and influence. May they truly see this as an opportunity for them to make for the betterment of all mankind. And as we especially gather in our homes over this holy season to celebrate Christ, even though we are often separated by a distance because of the illnesses of the virus, help us to feel close to one another because love unites us. It does draw us together in a spiritual bond. And so it is that we give you thanks once again for the Christ or with the difference he has made in our lives and in the life of the world itself. It is in his name that we pray this prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The first scripture to be read this morning comes from uh, Paul's letter to the church uh, in Rome, uh, Romans 16, just two verses. 
Now to him who is able to establish you in accordance with my gospel, the message I proclaim about Jesus Christ in keeping with the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God, so that all the Gentiles might come to the obedience that comes from faith. To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ our Lord. This is the word of God for the people of God. What is Christmas without Jesus Christ? It is a holiday full of stuff. What is Christmas without Jesus Christ? It is a holiday full of stuff. Money and stress, teaching kids greed. Some people are saying, enough. Love one another, our Savior said. It's about love, not things. Let's teach our children to serve and create the real joy the true Christmas brings. Christmas. Christmas is for mistletoe, evergreens, and holly. Christmas is for Santa Claus, red, fat, and jolly. Christmas is for hearts to love and voices to sing. For on that day of Bethlehem, was born the Christ, the King. History of Kings. A thousand times in history, a baby has become a king, but only once in history did a king become a baby. A Christmas message. I have a message for you, and I do believe it's grand. During this Christmas season, it's time to take a stand. Remember the reason for Christmas and what it represents. Jesus loving and welcoming, it's not just about presents. So take this Christmas message and pass it far and wide. Christmas is a time for caring. Let's share this message amplified. Let every day be Christmas. Christmas is forever, not for just one day. For loving, sharing, and giving are not to be put away, like bells and lights and tinsel, and some box upon a shelf. The good you do for others is good you do for yourself. Christmas giving. Christmas is for giving and for showing that we care, for honoring the Christ child, with the loving gifts we share. Whether it be large or small, each gift will share in part 
The message of true Christmas joy, if given from the heart. May you have, may you have the gladness of Christmas, which is hope, the spirit of Christmas, which is peace, and the heart of Christmas, which is love. Twinkle, twinkle, Christmas star, where your pies where you are, shining there for all to see, on the tip top of our tree. Twinkle, twinkle, star so bright, shine up there till morning light. Our hymn is Softly and Tenderly Jesus is Calling. Let us stand. Watching, watching. 
Please be seated. In the Gospel according to Luke, in the first chapter, we find this account. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Let us pray. Loving God, we do not know the plans that you have for the future, but we know that you will always be at work for the good of your creation and for our good as your people. Even as you were at work for the good of the world with the birth of Jesus, you continue to be caring about all that you have created. And as we continue to celebrate the birth of the Christ, may we find in our hearts that sense of wonder and awe at what you are able to do and what you always are doing. So bless us as we once again look to your word as your people, for we pray it in the name of Christ. Amen. From David to Jesus. It always strikes me as interesting that many times our hope for the future is based on our look at the past. The people who were expecting a Messiah were trying to put together all of those things that they had held dear to themselves about the time of David. For it seemed that the time of David was at the apex or the peak of the life of the nation God had called into existence. David represents the epitome of all that God wanted for God's people. And so it was that as people anticipated God's action for the future, they looked to the past, not realizing that when God brought Jesus Christ into the world, it was a time of reformation. 
It was a radical moment that somehow transformed the past into a new and different future. There is no returning to the time of David. Actually, if you look at David's life, it was pretty much a mess. And in that mess, God was able to salvage something that was good for the nation itself. But in the life of Jesus Christ, there is a very real difference for God's people. Not only did God send Christ into the world in Bethlehem of Judea, but we are reminded that God sent Christ into the world not just for that chosen people, but for the good of the whole world and for all people everywhere and for all time. That's a radical thought, isn't it? That what God began so long ago with Abraham and Sarah coming out of Ur of the Chaldees, wandering through these many years, rescuing God's people from Egypt and bringing them through the wilderness into the promised land, that somehow God had a plan that would embrace the whole world, not just a chosen people. As a matter of fact, that chosen people were brought into existence for a purpose. They were to be a light to the nations. Their purpose was to proclaim God's grace and love to all people everywhere. And when they failed to do that, it was time for God to act in a way that somehow could never be misunderstood. And that is what the birth of the Christ is really all about. All of those things that God had hoped would transpire as he brought this special chosen people into existence somehow were dimmed by the human family's desire for greed or power or position or authority. Time and again, the nation itself failed to fulfill God's purpose. And so it was that God chose a child. A child was born. And God was in the midst of this as well. And so, speaking to Mary, he brought into existence the Christ child. And that's a radical moment for the world. Because in Jesus Christ, it was made patently clear, never to be misunderstood again, what God's purpose for all humanity and for the creation itself was all about. Because God is the lover God is someone who cares deeply about everything that God has made and about you and about me. David's reign, it may have been the apex of the people of God, but it certainly did not convey to the world what God really hoped it would. And so in Jesus Christ, we see an unmistakable message. Here is one who loves the unlovely, who seeks to heal the broken, who embraces those who are cast out, who says to the world that every single person is loved by God and that we are called to be lovers as well. Christ transformed the world in ways that we could never have imagined. If we had gone back to David as the epitome of what God was all about, we would once again be struggling with all of the insecurities that the world has to offer us. But when we are in relationship with Jesus Christ, 
there is a sense in which all is well. Even though around us may be turmoil and distractions and all kinds of things that would interrupt the goodness of life, the relationship we have with Jesus Christ is the very source of our hope and our being. It is also the very source of the hope of the world and the continued existence of grace and love and mercy and forgiveness. I have spent all of my ministry talking with congregations about those kinds of gifts and encouraging all of us to make them a part of our daily existence as we connect with and relate to each other. We have all experienced the grace of God. We have all experienced the mercy of God and the forgiveness and we have all known the love of God. In Jesus Christ and the birth of this babe in Bethlehem of Judea, God made those gifts patently clear for the world. We now become the chosen people. We become those who carry the message. We become those who have experienced it in order to pass it on to others. You realize, of course, that a spiritual journey is an experience. It isn't what we know, it's what the relationship brings to us. To know the love of God is to be intimate. That is to be connected, to be touched by that love. To be touched by mercy and grace and forgiveness. All of those gifts that God would give to each and every one of us and to the world itself. So from David to Jesus, it was a long journey. We don't know how many years, but generation after generation after generation looked back to David. But when they experienced the ministry of the Christ, it enabled us to look to the future. We don't look back to some time when everything was rosy because it wasn't rosy. But we look forward with hope, with joy, with love, with peace. That's what Christmas is meant to bring to each of us. So as we celebrate this year, in spite of all of the things that are going on in this world right now, Let's once again be embraced by these gifts of God that Christ brought into the world and made patently clear in his ministry with people. Can you see yourself in the people whose lives Jesus touched? Think about that. Can you see yourself in the lives of those whom the ministry of Jesus touched? The man born blind, who could see again. The woman caught in adultery, who was forgiven and given <coughs> new life. The demoniac chained to a tombstone in a cemetery, somehow freed from the chains of his dementia and his illness. Do you see yourself in the lives of those who were touched by the ministry of Jesus. Because we're all there in one way or another. And Christ comes to us. He will come to us again and again and again.
because from Jesus on, the world has been a different place. And it will continue to be a different place if we will bring those gifts God has given to us and share them with the world around us. We all make a difference, even as Christ has made a difference for us. Amen. Let us join together as we sing our closing hymn this morning.
Probably get in the building at that point, but, but they're not having church service. No, at all. <clears throat> so I wonder if that's a conference wide for them. Probably. I think it is because somebody said something. 